So, uh... <laughs> have you ever uh, heard of the actor Terrence Howard? Terrence Howard. I feel like the name's not ringing any bells. Okay, yeah, no, the name's not ringing any bells. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it sounded like you had something to like follow up. I was like, going to follow up, but I'm like, nah, nah, don't make sense. Well, it's all good. No, uh, he. So if I show you a picture of him, you probably you might recognize him. This guy. You ever seen this man? Oh, he does look familiar. Yeah. So he he. I mostly just know him. Like I haven't seen many of the movies he's been like been in, and not that he's been in a, a lot of notable stuff. I guess I think the most notable thing he's known from more recently was being on the the show Empire, which I know fuck all about. Mm. Yeah, but that's fair. The main place that I had seen him in a movie before was in the very first Iron Man movie in two thousand eight. That's he. Yeah, that's where I thought I've seen him. He before. Okay. he plays uh, Rhodey uh, Rhodes there before. Um, uh, Don Cheadle took over in the later films. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I'm not terribly surprised that that was the case because a, a lot of the time he, he seems to have a reputation of being like really hard to work with and just kind of like a, a weird, arrogant pain in the ass. I, I have heard that about him. Yeah. So he, <laughs> man, I was reading a bit about him cause I had heard something about him cause I, and I had to know if it was true mm -hmm. and <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking bonkers because the the dude's kind of weird and and it's kind of like I, actually it's funny because i was googling him to bring up his wikipedia page for this because there's a part of it that i <laughs> i have to fucking <laughs> read to you because it's okay it's the most wild bonkers shit okay but i i had found there was an article i guess apparently he's being sued by like a film production and like distribution uh company because like really i guess they had him taking part in this film it was like the deal was made back in like 2018, but like he basically like halted the release of it a bunch through like trying to like litigate them or like pressure them for like extra money and shit. Okay. Um, because like sort of claiming that he didn't get paid enough, but they're basically claiming he was like extorting them for money more or less because like yeah. the film production, this is the thing, like he's trying to get like thousands of dollars yeah. and all this after they already struck a deal for like he was supposed to get like 15% of the revenue for the film. Okay. And then like I guess he was trying to like he on like the first day he was like i need 75k to start whatever and like oh, wow, they were like what yeah. the fuck is this like they they paid him cuz they were like fuck it we we need to like keep the production going yeah. he he only was supposed to work for this film 7 days keep that in mind oh, which wow yeah for, now that's i mean a lot for just a week's worth of work yeah but like you know in some respects i can kind of understand you know he he's a notable actor oh yeah i understand of, that yeah of some degree actor. Not, well, sort of. Whoa. A lot of the biggest movies he had been in and where he had like really kind of like come up were like in the early 2000s. He's, he's not as notable yeah. now as he used to be, I, I would say. But, I don't know. I, uh, he has somewhat of a name. Yeah, like I don't care about the whole Hollywood like popularity contest shit. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you get a big name like that, it draws in people sometimes. Exactly. You know, and... and you know, I'm not going to say like Terrence Howard isn't like a nobody or anything like that, but uh, the whole thing that's like really fucking disgusting with it, though, is I guess it was like 
a movie about like uh basically trying to like show like uh like a realistic take on like a person with cerebral palsy. Oh really? And it was supposed to be like a charity thing to like help try to like raise charity money for oh. like cere- like I forget what foundation it was, but it was like an organization like a a nonprofit around like trying to help with like people with cerebral palsy and like okay. awareness and stuff like that and uh help kind of like re- like lower the stigma around it, right? Hmm. And and it's just like, oh, so you're just trying to like fucking hoard money. like you're just trying to get a bunch of money out from these fucking people yeah. who are trying to like do a good thing oh, okay yeah that's the, pretty scummy right there the insanity only like that oh, that's that's just that's, the the, that's just the beginning so okay yeah lay, now, lay it on me. now we get into the wikipedia page and this this is like a prelude to the insanity but it's important okay. to a certain extent maybe <laughs> howard is stated that he went to school for chemical engineering and applied materials all of that is in quotations, by the way. <laughs> applied materials? Hey, uh, chemical engineering and applied materials. So, I, I basically like learning chemistry and stuff like that. But learning chemical engineering, I, it'd be the sort of thing where, like, you know, you're learning how to, like, develop, like, new polymers, like, new plastics mm. and stuff like that. Okay, At least that would yeah. be my guess. Though he did not complete his engineering degree, Howard thinks of himself as an engineer <laughs> and intends to return one day to complete the three credits of which he claims he is currently short howard's account of his educational history has not been confirmed pratt institute which he says he attended closed its engineering degree program in 1993 on february 20th so like yeah well exactly because like which a part of me kind of balked at but then again depending on like i don't know all the details of like when he got into acting and started yeah. that right like it's possible that he went there did that for a few years and especially with like his film history and stuff like if you look at imdb the, the timelines kind of line up like yeah. he could have he could have been there until it you know it ended and whatnot but still 93 is pretty early and also like if you're sure a few credits from this institution for this course that stopped existing before even 95 yeah like you're like so far like early 90s yeah, it stopped being a thing yeah that's insane like, 30 years I, ago. I don't know that you're going to be able to claim those credits my guy i don't know that that's how that works uh on february 26 2013 howard said on the jimmy kimmel live show that oh, no. he earned a phd in chemical engineering from south carolina state university that year he was actually <laughs> he was actually awarded an honorary doctorate of humane letters from scsu <laughs> after speaking at a commencement ceremony in 2012 he never attended the university and the fact and the fact the university and in fact the university is not empowered to confer doctorates in chemical engineering wow so it's like he literally claimed he had a, a, PA, a PhD doctorate in chemical engineering from fucking SCSU, and they can't even give that degree. That's not even like a thing that wow. they can do. That's that that is pretty insane. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, it, it's there's some other minor note about him being uh, inducted as an honorary member to some fucking fraternity, but that mm. it's whatever. Um. <laughs> Then we get into the real good shit, bees. Oh, that, that, this, that wasn't the good the, stuff? The, no, this is the fucking cornerstone. Oh, man. Okay. The heading, the heading of this section in the Wikipedia page is just called Terryology. Now, I want you, nice. I, I want you to guess for me, bees. What the fuck do you think Terryology is? I'm guessing it's a class that 
he tried to invent. Either that or it's just like random arbitrary facts about himself. In a 2015 interview with Rolling Stone, Howard explained that he had formulated his own language of logic. Basically his own mathematical convention. Okay. Oh. Which he called teriology. And which he was keeping secret until he had patented it. The, this logic language would be used to prove his contention that one times one equals two. What? Why? <laughs> well, what? Let me read this quote from the man himself. Okay. How can it equal one? He said. If one times one equals one, then that means two is of no value because one times itself has no effect. Now, what? you you all listening at home and, and bees, you may be thinking, that sounds like complete fucking nonsense. Yeah. And you'd be fucking correct because what the fuck does that mean? Like, one times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? Should be one. But we're told it's two, and that cannot be. What the fuck is this man on? Yeah, this yeah, this man is on something else. Like So Hold on though. What? It gets even better. Howard blames his leaving Pratt or sorry. Howard blames his leaving Pratt, Pratt Institute, that one that he claimed he was two credits short of the yeah. chemical engineering degree from. <laughs> Over disagreements with a professor regarding his regarding this hypothesis. Howard blames his leaving Pratt over disagreements with a professor regarding this hypothesis. He also stated he spends <laughs> I can't fucking read this in a straight face. He also stated he spends many hours a day constructing models of plastic and wire that he patented and claims to confirm his belief. In twenty seventeen Howard published his proof of his claim that one times one equals two on his Twitter account. It was it was heavily criticized as containing multiple logical errors and faulty reasoning. I'm not surprised that he got disproved like that. It's a fucking this like fucking Hollywood nut job. It's just like now fuck you. I know math. You don't fucking know math. That's I have a non-existent degree in chemical engineering that's from like SCSU. You'd see in a sitcom. Like I swear that's something. Yeah, you'd see in like a TV show at least. It's fucking loony, man. It's loony shit. That is something else. The the re there's unfortunately that's that's as much as we get. But it, it, like I had heard some people. I forget where I saw it. It might have been on like Reddit or something. Um, the few times I'm on there, and somebody somewhere somebody had mentioned that like teriology was a thing, and he fucking like that he created his own math system. And I'm like, I had to fucking Damn. Did, I had to know what that fucking shit was of about. Course. Um. And yeah, the rest of the the Wikipedia page just devolves into his le many legal issues that he's had with you know uh, domestic abuse and him beating his, his prior wives. Okay. Um, so you know, real upstanding fellow. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, what a note to start this week on. Yeah, really. Episode forty three, balcony banter. We're here. It's a new one this week. It is a new one. How you do? Well, what are you? Forty four. Is it 44? I'm pretty sure it's 44. Because last, last week was 43. Are you fucking serious? Did I really just drop the ball that hard, like, right at the intro? Might have. 
Well, that's okay. We're just going to roll with her. <laughs> it, yeah, it, you are correct. I did just double check. It is absolutely episode 44. Oh, okay. I'm fucking off the ball, apparently. And I'm also Big B. And I'm, and I'm also B's. Yeah. What are also bees? What are you aside from bees? Um What what are who are you? What are you? I We're am asking the deep ones this <laughs> week. <laughs> I am just your friendly uh, friendly Canadian boy. Friendly friendly Canadian boy. <laughs> I like it. It's you know what, in some ways probably on brand. <laughs> Certainly on brand for you. Um you are part of part of why I like illustrating your character as a dog is because it, I feel is very true to your character as a person, and I I don't I mean that, that. I, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, I because uh, I think some people could take that as like a negative, but I, I just mean it more that like you you are just a very genuine, very friendly, nice person. Like you were just like in a lot of ways with you, you were what you see is what you get kind of thing, which <laughs> exactly. is exactly not not a common trait amongst a lot like people. Uh, especially these days, yeah, and I, I I really appreciate people like that. People who are just very mm. honest, genuine people like that. And exactly. I, well, thank you. It's part of why I love you. Well, um, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're getting into a real positive note. <laughs> we had to because we were talking about Terrence Howard to begin. With. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, his interesting <laughs> philosophy. Yeah, I think that's a good word for it. And just batshit escapades. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Beyond like, what what's new with you this week? Um, not a whole lot really. Uh, still just kind of chilling, not doing a whole lot. Trying to get some small commission work going. Yeah, you were telling me a bit about that before. Yeah, that's cool. I, I was talking to you about it earlier. Um, I mean, this could probably be a good topic. Just like trying to get yourself motivated. Oh yeah. Because I kind of uh, let the ball drop on this one. It is partially my fault because. I was asked to do this commission a, a little bit ago, but me just being lazy, I wasn't doing it. And uh, my friend mentioned it to me. He wasn't like antsy about it, but he just like just mentioned it to me. And another one of my friends who all, can also design stuff was like jokingly like, "Oh, I'll I'll help you do it." And that just kind of gave me the motivation or the kick in the pants that I needed to be like, "Okay, I'll get <laughs> I'll get this done now." Yeah, no, that's. Uh... Man, I relate to that shit so fucking hard. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of times where it's like, man, I really need to do this thing. And then I just completely put it off because I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't know. For me, like, I find my anxiety can be a factor with that because it's like I get I start like overthinking it and putting a lot of pressure on myself around it. And then it's like I don't want to deal with it because I'm worried about like, well, what if this goes wrong what if i can't do it well enough for yeah, that's fair. this or that and then it's just like i, I kind of like scare myself out of like doing it but I, i've been working i've been getting a lot better at like just kind of mm -hmm. uh it was something like i had spoken to a therapist about before and she she had kind of like uh explained it like um oh i forget what it was it's like when you're you're like like um helping like a puppy who's teething like the, okay. the instinct is to kind of like uh like pull your hand out when they start like biting on it, but you're supposed mm. to like push it in more and that'll get them to kind of like release oh, okay um so the idea is that like even though the initial reaction response to the anxiety is to like pull away mm. you're supposed to lean in more right so it's to kind of help um it's like an analogy for that right mm. so rather than like letting that fear kind of push you back you're supposed to just lean into it but that shit's easier fucking said yeah, than done. It takes a lot of practice. But 
No, I, I feel you. There was a, a little art thing I was helping Dougie on with. There was yeah, that, you're uh, telling me about that. That that uh, he's little on a game. Not sure we can disclose the specifics, but I, I think we game. can. Okay. It, it was for a, it was just like a little thing for um Us like an online or? like uh, yeah like game design okay. form. They're having like they have like regular contests, I guess. That's cool. This was for like like solitaire card games, so like one player card games basically, oh, and like okay. designing one. So he he had made one that was like uh, this like golf themed thing, and mm. he had asked if I could do the art for the cards for that so um i had basically jumped on to, to work with him on the project for that so i had handled the art but there there was a good period where i had kind of put it off for a bit because i knew i had a lot of time ahead of me and i was stressing over it initially for a bit and then it was like we realized we had a bunch more time than we realized to, uh, okay. before the deadline for the projects so we were like oh okay well we're, we're pretty we, chill we put this on the back burner we, for we, now. yeah we, we can sort of let it go because that's most stuff going on at the time and mm -hmm. i was like eh, i could just use a little bit of a break you know i oh, want to exactly. kind of have a, a little bit of chill time for my summer you know mm -hmm. but then fucking september hit and my main job got fucking crazy and uh, okay. i couldn't get onto it and then it was like oh we're getting up to the this, fucking deadline the deadlines coming like, up. crunch time is fucking coming so i had to fucking really uh buckle down but mm -hmm. I, I got her none but like you you talking about that story just like yeah it's i i feel that to a big degree and i i actually have potentially another little commission thing oh. lined up here potentially nice. but i it's one of those things where like work's still real crazy right yeah. now i don't know if i can have the time and energy to approach like another commission thing that's fair then again it sounds pretty cool so we'll see but um i mean you know i mean commission work is always nice because especially if you don't need to rely on it for your main income it's nice because it just gives you like a chance to be creative yeah well like, well to a degree because you're obviously like taking an order but you get to put your spin on it because you're like you'd be yeah, you're the artist. Yeah, exactly. And it's a nice way just to earn like a little bit extra money exactly. and stuff like that too. And I mean, this wouldn't be like a super like pricey thing or anything mm. like that oh, no, or, yeah. or even really that that crazy or anything. But it would be a neat one to do. And it'd be a little more in my wheelhouse than the last one that I did, the, the one for Dougie, because that mm. one was not one that I'm like, it's not something I do as often, but it was a neat challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, well, especially because yeah. for... Um, for the type of art you do, you do more like kind of characters and like um, intricate details. Where this, like, you were drawing like landscapes, so it was different, mm -hmm. like um, art style slash approach for what yeah. you normally do. No, for for sure. Um, and that that was definitely a big part of it. I, I took a few different approaches. I, I did one like because I I tried to do it because. I know I'm I'm very new to the idea of doing commissions and how to like approach that in a professional way. Like I just I just don't really know. Oh yeah, exactly. I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to go up that road, but the start like yeah, like what do you do? Like, yeah. Well, I wanted to try to provide like a few different like options and stuff like that to like you know basically show to Dougie of like you know here like basically to show off to be like yeah here's like some things that I can I can potentially do and some different styles that I could do. So yeah, I, I did like a. I did a few testers and a few different art styles to sort of try and show that. And I did one that was more kind of in my traditional style, but um, it more kind of like the, the inking line art type sort of deal that I yeah. normally do. But I um, I finished that one and did the full lining and coloring. And then I realized, I was That's like, well, I'll show work. it. This is cool. But yeah, it was going to be like a 
fuckload of work to do if I was going to do that. Because it's a full, like, 18-hole game, or... Nine well, hole? there there were nine cards that I ended up doing total by the end. I was going to try to shoot for more. At least that was what I originally wanted to do, but shit got too crazy. And mm. Dougie wasn't too picky to, to his oh, credit yeah, either. So um, it, it was it was it was a chill, friendly process. And it, but it was yeah, it was a it was a thing. But uh, yeah, it, it that was the thing because it. Yeah, definitely out of my wheelhouse, and it was definitely a, a challenge, but it was it was good. What you got um, done? Yeah. So, but, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I want to be able to approach commissions more. Like, yeah. I'd like to try and, like, I don't know, find more ways to, like, I don't know. Because part of me feels gross about the idea of, like, trying to, like, monetize something you're good at or whatever, but... Mm. Or not something you're good at, sorry, so much as something that you enjoy doing, I guess. Yeah. And, like, because, I don't know, I, I hate the idea that, like, so many people today are, like, you can't just enjoy something. You have to find a way to make money off yeah, of it. exactly. And if you're not finding some way to, like, basically, like, turn something into a hustle, like, you're, 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 wasting, yeah, you're wasting your time your kind time. of thing. I hate that because that, to me, isn't, like, why we're alive. We're alive to experience things and yeah. have fun and, you know enjoy the time that we have here not fucking grind away just to make money so exactly. we can exist in this system but yeah like I, I i at the same time though i it's something i think i would pref like in some ways may prefer doing or find more interesting to do in my day-to-day -day mm -hmm. than like i don't know it, it, like it, it's something that i'm very passionate about i guess so for oh, me exactly. to like be able to try to find a way to monetize that more but that's the big problem is like creative pursuits like that can be tough to kind of build a career around. Yeah, it can be. Um, and it's certainly not the only thing I'm good at, but like, so, you know, like I have the job that I have now, but oh, it, yeah. it would be nice to, to be able to be more confident in, in approaching that, I guess, you know? Well, well, it would be nice also because like you're, you have the skill, but like you said earlier, you feel kind of gross mo trying to monetize it. Like you don't need to try to, build like this empire on this skill but if you can make a buck or two on it then that's perfectly fine yeah that that's also true but it's it's kind of one of those things where i i don't know it would be it would be nice to be able to go down that road eventually oh, like exactly. I, I don't necessarily feel gross trying to make money off of it it's just more like i don't know i i hate the idea of feeling like i something that i enjoy has to be something that makes me money as well yeah but that's fair at the same time like you know it it would be nice to be able to do that in a way where I could kind of like self-employment kind of route mm. be able just to kind of you know get paid for that work and do something that I like am really really passionate about but yeah it, it's it's really hard with my anxiety issues too because like the you know in, in kind of going back to that like a confidence is a big thing that you need in terms of your ability and stuff and oh, I sure. I mean I in some ways I, I'm realistic in that I recognize I have a lot of room still to grow as an artist. And there's a lot of places I still need to improve in, mm -hmm. which is part of my hesitancy to like approaching commissions more often. But at the same time, like I, I have more skill there and a part of it's just, it is just the anxiety and I do just kind of need to get over that a bit more, but it, it's also just challenging to like have the time to develop those skills while I'm trying to yeah. like complete other, other work and, you know, manage Bounce. the other aspects of my life, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah. yeah. It's a lot to try to juggle all at once. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But, um... Oh, I kind of lost, lost my train of thought. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, okay, okay, here we go. Um, 
So one, well, one thing that I'm trying to get better at myself is um, graphic design and also editing. Right, right, yep. Because um, I, yeah, I've t- I think I've told I've told you about this. I don't know if I've told it on the show before, but I'm doing some uh, side work for uh, for a cousin of mine. Actually, just wants to make some video game. YouTube right, videos. right. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm uh, making videos for him. Uh, it, personally, for me, it's just trying to get everything like streamlined. Because, like, I know how to do these things, but it takes me, like, forever to do it. So I just got to find a way to, like, well, A, I got to get myself organized. Get, like, all, like, files in one place so I can just easily pull stuff. But at the same time, I just also, kind of like you said earlier, just kind of, like, gain the confidence to, like, uh, like, he obviously likes what I'm doing because he's coming to me. So I just got to, like, just do it and, yeah, just... I just gotta just do it and yeah hope for the best yeah no I like I feel you like it's it's hard to have that like confidence in yourself because like I don't know we we rely a lot on like external validation and like I feel in some ways like it's societal but at the same time like I don't know like there it's hard because like if no one else likes what you do then like mm. It's hard to, like, I don't know. I'm trying to have, having a hard time figuring out how to word what I'm trying to say. I, well, I know, I think I know what you're trying to say. If no one likes what you do, it can be hard to find the motivation to, like, keep doing it. Well, and that that's true to an extent, but it's more that, like, like, if no one else, like, it's, people have to, like, buy into what you're doing for it to be, like, viable in terms okay. of, like, you know, it being like something you can you can work and make money off of and stuff like that too. But at the same time, like for you to be able to build up the skills necessary to reach that point where you can really produce stuff that's gonna get that attention, like you have to you have to be like confident enough to keep putting in the work and to to not view every failure as like a validation of you're not being good enough because yeah. that that's definitely a big issue with a lot of people who get into like any kind of art really is like is what I'm doing good because like we're kind of expected or expecting to sort of have that like external validation and, and to ha- like have that confirmation of yes we're actually good now but the problem is like we get so wired on trying to get that that like we can't we can't be happy with it ourselves. Like mm. if we like it, that's, that's not enough because like, you know, what, what do we know? We made it, we put in the yeah. work. Right. But that, that's you enjoying it though is still completely valid. And oh, if you sure. like it, then that's, that's good. It. Like even when, like I have a lot of sketches in my sketchbook that I'm like, yeah, this isn't that great, but mm. I, I've still tried to like work to find like the good things in it and appreciate those mm. elements because th- those are things that I can keep iterating on and incorporate in better and better pieces. Exactly. And, yeah. You know, it keep building on those improvements, but it's, it's tricky. Cause like you, you need that confidence at the outset to really build up those skills and get mm. that practice in that you need. But it's, I don't know if it's like a societal thing or if it's just something with how we're wired as people. But yeah, it feels like a lot of the time people have a really tough time with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I know kind of with a, well, my uh, cousin's trying to do at the moment, uh, trying to get a YouTube channel going, like kind of like become his own brand. That can be really difficult nowadays, that, that specifically, because YouTube and that market is just so saturated. 100 fucking percent. And one thing we are talking about is um, it's really hard to 
kind of um, make a brand for yourself uh, without kind of like leeching off of um, some like bigger content creators. Because like I said yeah. before, the market is so saturated. People know what they like. They just kind of stick to that. Mm-hmm. So it can be hard to yeah break in there. And that is true. And I, I don't know. I, I find some people need to like <laughs> explore other other uh, <laughs> other horizons creatively, I guess, or maybe not creatively, but just in terms of like the things that they're taking in and enjoying. But I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not necessarily one to talk. I mean, I have certain certain preferences and certain mm-hmm. things that I definitely gravitate more towards than than others. But you know, like I find a lot of people, they just they find what they like and they just stick with that, and they're they're not I'm, really I'm that way. Always super willing to like explore other other things, but. You know, I mean, we also only have so much time in in our day to day or in our lives, really. To like, yeah. you know, it, it gets hard to feel like uh, I don't know, like if you're spending a lot of time looking into something or watching something or just you know delving into something that like you know isn't really you're not really enjoying it as much or, or like, you know, maybe it takes a bit of time to really like gain an appreciation for it. Like it can be hard to kind of stick with it and not just be like, eh, I'm just going to go back to the thing I know I enjoy because, you know, mm. I want to enjoy this. And, you know, it, it's hard. I don't know. Part of me has a hard time kind of arguing against that in some way, because, you know, you, like I said, your time's so limited. Like, yeah. you know, why would you spend it doing something you're not enjoying? But exactly. At the same time, sometimes it's worth kind of putting yourself out there to find those things. The, mm. the Those unexpected, um, those unexpected finds, those kind of hidden gems yeah, sometimes. The, something like, you'd ex- yeah, you would never expect yourself to like, but as soon as you experience it, you're like, oh, I, I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. But on that, like, you've been, anything new you've been checking out in terms of, like, movies um, or shows or music or anything or games i mean i haven't checked it out yet but i've been wanting to look at uh the new netflix show squid games squid oh Game. yeah yeah i've been hearing quite a bit about it and it looks really good yeah i've been hearing a lot of good things from people i mean it's kind of that current um cultural phenomenon i'm kind of happy to see like more um like like non uh, like American produced media starting yeah. to get more attention. Like, um, I mean this this isn't the first like more and more stuff from South Korea really has been really hitting it big uh, mm-hmm. in the West and stuff. Like, I mean the the I mean it, that's been kind of happening since like Gangnam Style and stuff like that with with Psy yeah. back in fucking two thousand twelve. Holy fuck, Jesus, getting fucking old. almost a decade ago. Holy Christ, yeah, wow. Um, First video on YouTube to reach a billion views. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> disbelieve it. But I mean, like now it's like, you know, you have like fucking uh, like Bong well, Joon-ho with Parasite, like I was, winning. Yeah, like, I was going to mention that. Getting Academy Award and shit and now Squid Game and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, uh, plenty of other things, too. I mean, it's not like that was even Bong Joon-ho's first hit in the oh, West no. either. Like He's had many hits in the West. Oh, yeah. There's like Okja and those other ones, too. Uh, I don't remember all the films now. The Host was another one that I think he had put out, too, that was... Uh, had had gained some uh, notoriety, but um, yeah, like it, it's nice to see that because I don't know, it, it's nice to not just have like the same Hollywood crap over and over again. And mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I find it interesting to see because at least like I find films coming from areas that aren't like that. They're even if they're inspired by things from it, I find at least it's not necessarily being made with the same mindset as it is yeah. in Hollywood. Like 
Hollywood has a very like systemic way of making movies that they is always geared more towards making money than anything. I was gonna else. say they know they found the system, almost a perfect system. Yeah, just to like make money off movies. But see, that's that's getting back to that thing about like people just going back to like what they like. It's like yeah, they'll 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 keep they're just trying to make the movie that like can be most appealing to the broadest audience. Yeah, they'll show you everything in the trailer because they don't want anything to be a surprise in the movie because that's what gets people in the seats because they want to see all the stuff and everything else but it's like i don't know man i uh some of it like i i just i can't get into like that's i just fair. i see it and it's like i i don't know there's not enough there for me that's getting me and like it's not like something needs to be super heady or anything but it's kind of getting back to like what we were talking about with zoo last week about like uh, like how like with the nft stuff with like yeah. art just feeling soulless and stuff yeah, like that's that fair. that's how a lot of that stuff ends up feeling for me i feel like oh well, yeah like kind of like we were going back to our earlier conversation just if you don't um if you're not making money off of it then what's the point of doing it but like you said just said right now it that that makes it just feel soulless exactly and that's yeah like it's like like getting paid for your art isn't isn't a bad thing i i shouldn't necessarily say that but and I, I hope that isn't the tone that i've given off in this but at the same time like your only goal can't just be to make money because yeah. at that point you're not making art you're you're on a business venture yeah that's that's inherently not artistic I'm sure there's some some business bro somewhere like there's art and business, but no, like sure maybe to like certain aspects around like finessing deals and shit like that, maybe I guess, but not the kind of art that I'm talking about. Not something that is like a the art that I'm talking about is something where an artist sits down, they create something that is meant to be a reflection of themselves in some way, even if it's just some schlocky, stupid, like action comic that someone made of, you know, people punching each other stuff. That's still a reflection of you and your influences and what you like. And excuse me to me, like projecting that into the world is it's, it's great. Like it's, I don't know, like you're sharing parts of yourself in, in, really really uh like wonderful ways mm-hmm. i find or or if not even just yourself like parts of the world and of like humanity or like society or or something right like mm-hmm. there there is some meaning in that but i don't necessarily feel like that's the case with a lot of hollywood stuff these days but you know to each their own. If people enjoy mm-hmm. stuff like that, I'm certainly not going to hate. I like to oh, watch yeah, some. Sure. I mean, I watch Tokusatsu shit from Japan. Some <laughs> exactly. Of the, some of that shit is like, like, like that's the thing with that. Even too, like some of the the series that I've like seen from like more like the modern stuff. Like, it gets, it starts to get into that area where some of it's like sometimes it's not bad. Some of it though, it just it feels like a big fucking toy commercial. Yeah, like okay, that's fair. It, it sound like especially some of the more modern like common rider like the stuff coming out of like uh i think it's bandai that produces that i don't quite remember now um they like i don't know like you see them on the screen and it just feels like they're wearing like a bunch of plastic toys okay, and shit yeah. like that and it's like okay guys like even modern like like ultraman stuff like they'll have like the fucking devices they use to like power up into their oh, fucking yeah. ultraman form and it just looks like some shit made out of plastic that like um actually yeah. uh what you were watching earlier this like live oh. show well or yeah so, uh, anyway it shows like a bunch of tokus, uh tokusatsu stuff and uh one one of the scenes in there he had like 
I'm guessing his medallion or whatever is like that is his power, <laughs> and it uh, literally yeah, kind of looked know. like something. Yeah, like either from a cereal box or like yeah, fr- from a toy. And like, I get like production values aren't like a hundred percent. These shows mm. probably like they're being made with money, but like oh, they're, yeah. they're, it's it's a TV budget, right? Mm. And, you know, yeah, it's like not a big Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, not necessarily. And like some of the effects aren't like the worst and stuff, but yeah, like it, it just, it looks kind of, kind of cheap and toy like, but I don't know. Even with stuff like that, I feel like there's still somewhat of an earnestness there less so today, but like the older stuff, it's, it's definitely there. The old stuff. Oh yeah. They, like, they may not have the greatest technology, uh, for their goals, but they, they still shot for the moon. Oh yeah. Well, I mean like, I don't know, like, like common Rider Kuga from like year 2000, like, that, that was that one I showed you a few times. That's oh, okay. the, the guy with the big, like, red suit oh, with yeah. the horns and shit. Yeah. Um, I, like, I fucking love that. That show can be stupid as hell sometimes, <laughs> but I, I absolutely love it. Because, um, <laughs> but, like, there, there's such an earnestness to it and such a, like, um, I don't know. Like, it's, it, it feels like the people who made it kind of gave a shit to a degree. And maybe not, like, everyone, but enough people in the, in the production did. And exactly. I don't know, like... It feels like there was care put into, like, the way shots were composed, cinematography and stuff. It's, like, it's a cheap show, but, like, it feels like they're trying to do something. It feels like, I don't know, there's there's a heart and a spirit to it, in a way, that I don't always see there. Even though some of the effects are absolutely laughable. Like, they try to... <laughs> they're balancing... Okay, there was this one scene in an episode recently. I'm just kind of talking about common Rider shit now, but this, oh, this is a great moment from this episode. Like... The, the whole thing is, like, <laughs> there's one of the big, like, enemy villains loose, and he's, like, murdering a bunch of people and shit, like, attacking people, like, randomly. And they're trying, like, the police are trying to track him down, and it's all super serious, and they're trying to track him down. And meanwhile, there's this whole other, like, it, it, this is all happening around this subplot about him, like, needing to, like, he made this promise to, like, a teacher of his, like, many years later to, like, go and, like, meet him and shit like that. And uh, at this one place, and the teacher's, like basically having like a crisis of faith as far as like his his willingness to like continue in the the teaching profession because he feels like you know kids are going astray he doesn't know like why he's he's even doing this anymore and um the the main guy godai his sister like goes and like meets him in his stead because he's busy dealing with the the monster bullshit Mm -hmm. so she's just trying to like buy him time basically so buddy doesn't leave and uh (laughs) he's it's all cutting between like all these really tense scenes of like the the main cop i forget his name but like the main like cop dude who's in the show like him oh, and, yeah and, like this other cop guy like they're trying to like track down things and it's like cutting back to like the, the you know his sister and the or not his sister but his friend rather and uh the the teacher guy like like kind of like sternly waiting like <laughs> oh this is all really tense and then it cuts to fucking go die in the woods by his motorcycle and he's trying to devise a plan to take down the big guy and he's like <laughs> He's like drawing like stick figures in the fucking dirt with a <laughs> stick, and he, he he's got like two drawn, and one's clearly him, and one's like the other like villain guy. He just draws an arrow directly pointing to him, and he's like, no, 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 like that line of attack won't work. Like that's not gonna be good enough. He like scratches it out, <laughs> oh, okay. I remember and then now. he and then he fucking draws another arrow. This time like going arcing above, and then like does like a curl with it, like as though he's like I guess gonna do a flip or something, and like points. He's like. Oh yeah, like that's fucking it. Like That'll I've cracked the fucking code, and I'm how, like, what the fuck? <laughs> how, how is that 
allowed. <laughs> and we see, like, some more shots of him, like, practicing this big, like, jump flick kick <laughs> that I guess was supposed to be real strong, but I, I don't, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's wild, but then again, in that same episode with the same goofy shit that was just happening there... <laughs> There's these there's scenes where like the teacher is there because they they basically end up going to like the classroom that he was like teaching out of back when he was still a teacher for like when Godai was in school, and like he's talking about how like hey, it slowly gets revealed that like a lot of things around like Godai and part of his whole like mentality actually came from this teacher and because like a part of what I like about the character of Godai as goofy as he is. He's like super, super nice and friendly. He wants to make everyone happy, and it's his goal mm. just to try to like protect the world and make everyone in the world happy. And he just that's his that's his main goal. And he's this man of a thousand different, a lot of times very useless skills, <laughs> but he he's he he's so earnest in that. And like I don't know, you you really feel that in like the spirit of the show in a big way, like. He really just does feel like this nice guy who's there to just try and do that. And, like, he's the teacher's, like, help. tearing up as he's, like, explaining, like, this whole backstory where it gets revealed that, like, you know, the whole thing is, like, one of the big things that Godai does through the whole show is he has his, his big, like, and when, like, he doesn't have a catchphrase per se, but his big thing is, like, he'll just go do the thumbs up. Uh, and that's yeah. his, his big thing of, like, it's all good. Like, I'm here. I got this. We got this. No reason to worry. And uh, it's basically revealed that he picked that up from that teacher because the teacher basically gave him this, like, whole, like, um... I guess kind of like pep talk because like it basically gets revealed that his dad died in like an accident and okay. he basically was like, you know, you need to be strong for like, you know, your, your mom and your sister, like you need to be there. I think the teacher's like tearing up as he's explaining this whole thing. And like, it, it's honestly a really emotional scene, like a lot more than I expected it to be. And then like at the end of the episode, like good, I finally makes it there. Cause it gets built up over like a, an episode before that too. So there's a lot of build up to this. And then he finally gets there and like, they finally have the meeting and they do the thumbs up. And like as good guys, like, like running up to happened. him, he's like tripping over himself, like a <laughs> fucking excited dog. And he like finally made it. And they give each other the thumbs up. And it's like, man, this was some, like the way, as that was happening, I was like, this is man, I'm getting hyped up. Like, this is great. Like, this is like a big emotional, like, yeah, he fucking did it. He made it. So good. As stupid and as corny as a lot of that shit is, though, they they get you with it, right? Like uh, that kind of makes me think of like when you're a kid and like there's that wondrous like ambition to it. Like as cheesy and as corny as it is, it just it sucks you in. It's like yes, this this is amazing. It happened. Yeah, it's just it's it's fun. Like it's I don't know. It, it's great and. Yeah, like, I haven't seen, like, a lot of, like, modern common writer stuff necessarily. So, like, I don't know how it necessarily holds up, but mm. I don't know. Like, a lot of that stuff, like, there's not, there's, I don't know. Like, some of the more modern, like, I've seen more modern Ultraman than I've seen modern common writer. And some of that oh, stuff, okay. like, it's not bad, but I don't know. Like, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't hit the same as, like, Ultra 7 does, oh, okay, right? Yeah. Like, you That's know. Fair. But to be fair, like, some of the older shows like that, too, always weren't, like, the greatest either. I've seen some clips from like, um, I don't remember what fucking Ultraman series it was that I watched this one fucking fight from, but it was like the most like, like I don't know, like it just it was a fucking trip, man. Like oh, okay. it was, I don't remember what Ultraman it was, but he's fighting some big monster and the monster was shooting bubbles at him, and it was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it felt like a drug trip just fucking watching it. Like nice, it, it didn't make a whole lot of fucking sense. Um. <laughs> Uh, mind you, I hadn't seen anything else in that episode, oh, but it okay. was so like I had just seen this. It was just like a clip I was watching on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, 
What's this? I don't know this series. I'm a little curious to see what this is like. And what is this? It, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> but then again, I, you know. You in. Yeah, and sometimes the weirdness is great, too, though. I I don't know. We got off on a weird tangent. I'm just talking about fucking, like, <laughs> uh, like fucking tokusatsu shit again. I keep doing this. We keep <laughs> fucking coming to this point where I start talking about it, and I just talk about it, like, too much. And we just, like, derail to tokusatsu. <laughs> we, we were having, like, a deep discussion about, like, you know, being motivated to, like, work on your art and, like, you know, yeah. balancing, like, you know... <laughs> feeling like like confident and capable with it and like feel like enjoying it and stuff like that and being creative with it but then also like you know finding ways to make money i just fucking just diverted it so you so you know these dudes they get in these rubber suits right and and it's a toy commercial that's amazing and they fucking just wrestle it out it's beautiful um yeah i don't know i I haven't had time to, like, really get into a lot of other stuff. There's some movies I've been meaning to see, but I haven't gotten to, like, watching them yet or anything. Like, Well, I know Zoo already watched it, but I've been wanting to watch Free Guy. Oh, yeah. I've, I Honestly, the opinions I've heard have been pretty decent about it. Like, it, it, I, I have a feeling I know what kind of movie it would be like, but I don't know that I would hate it. I, I, yeah. I feel like, for me, it would be, like, uh, that Pokemon movie that released recently. Uh, like... Um, the real, the realist one. Oh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah, Detective yeah, yeah. Pikachu, that's it. I feel like to me it would be like that in the sense that like I like the story may not might not make sense, but it's just really cool to see like Ryan Reynolds in this video game world. Like at the same time, it's like oh, it was so cool to see all these realistic Pokemon. It's just yeah. cool to see like yeah, like I said, Ryan Reynolds in a video game world. I what I liked about that movie for me was like i liked i don't know like in much a similar way as like that's some of the tokusatsu stuff i was talking about like comrade kuga and stuff like that movie felt like it had heart to me like there there was some stupid cheesy bullshit (laughs) um mainly with the female lead i wasn't like a super huge fan of her character um Mm -hmm. i I think the character concept could have been cool i just think the way they wrote her was not the greatest but uh that that's just me um but yeah, like I, I really like that, and I really like how they nailed. Like I don't know, it it felt like authentic, like something authentically Pokemon to me in yeah. a way that I didn't expect it to. Yeah, that's fair. Like I thought it was, I worried it was just gonna feel very like, oh yeah, this is like a Hollywood attempt at Pokemon. But no, it, it felt very true to it. Like yeah. I don't know, there was like when they had like the first scene of like him trying to like catch the Cubo yeah. and shit. I'm like, wow, yeah, this this feels like actually pretty legit like i don't know it it felt very true to form and it, it was cool to see but i mean the movie was it, it certainly had its problems it was oh yeah far from a perfect movie but oh yeah the 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 overall main plot line definitely got real uh convoluted at the end yeah i know i mentioned this before yeah just like the main plot like i just want to turn all humans into pokemon like that just made no sense to me but yeah. like um they just had to appeal to like a bro like all ages like kids as well yeah i mean i don't really necessarily think of that as an excuse to make your movie dumb i guess because kids aren't as stupid as some people mm. make them out to be uh because a lot of people like to just be like well this movie's for kids so you can't judge it the way you would judge an adult movie but i, I think that's pretty stupid there's a lot of children's mm. media that's pretty great um and then that could be yeah like it, it could be better like there's there's no reason that it can't be just because it's for kids like i don't know i mean i'm not gonna say everything like i don't think everything needs to be like the super heady thing i think some things can just be dumb fun but yeah you know it's it's not like you can't um 
it's not like just because that's what it was made for doesn't mean you can't uh criticize it for not uh being better right mm -hmm. so well see that's kind of the thoughts i thought that's sorry that's the thoughts i was having about free guy it's just like dumb fun ryan reynolds in a video game world but like what you were saying earlier like the story like it's a good movie like the story is decent or like you're hearing reviews yeah well i i had just mostly heard people being like you know plenty of people who were like yeah this this isn't a perfect movie it's got its oh, flaws yeah. and stuff but basically like it, it like you know basically people's generally saying like it they were actually pretty surprised it was actually a pretty decent movie it had a lot of heart it i think a lot of people it's like some people i think with the concept that they showed off on trailers and stuff and with it being ryan reynolds mm -hmm. i think some people were expecting like a more like Deadpool kind of affair yeah. than I think what it is because it's like from what I I think Zeus saw and he said it was like it's PG-13 and it very clearly plays it kind of safe in that regard oh, okay. and it's, it's kind of a, a safe movie quote unquote but the, you know there, there was some heart to it and stuff and I, I can respect that there's a part of me a little curious to see it because of, uh, because of that chatter but I, I mean Ryan Reynolds ain't bad to look at either. yeah I do <laughs> I enjoy me some Ryan Reynolds I don't, I don't mind a Ryan Reynolds um <laughs> Well, bees. Well, I think we ought to. I, mean, I think we're we backed ourselves into a corner here I this think week, so, yeah. and that yeah. that's the the shout out corner. Mm -hmm. oh. um, ah, you oh, like that? That, that was, was a good better. Transition. See, that was better than my usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, do you have anything to recommend for us this week? Um, I do. Oh, so you do. If I can find it here, do you? Do you for real though? I do actually. Damn. If I could just find it real quick. <laughs> wow, that's the, the question, isn't it? Can you okay, find well, it? Okay, that's the Twitch. Hmm. Okay, well, I can only find the Twitch at the moment, but I mentioned earlier in the video, or I mentioned earlier in the chat that um we were... Or that I was uh, doing some editing for my cousin. He was making a YouTube video. Oh yeah. Uh, the game he's making it for is League of Legends. Uh, so if you if you enjoy the game and want to check out, yeah, just some cool content, like some more content made by me as well. Uh, well, Ooh. the Twitch is called at uh, Turk underscore LOL. The YouTube channel. I thought it was that, but I cannot find it for the life of me. Oh. But if you go to his Twitch, I'm, you'll be able to find it through there. Alrighty. So yeah, uh, Turk underscore LOL. He's a uh, like he's from what I've heard from uh, boyfriend. He's a pretty skilled uh, oh, uh, league player, right? Yeah, he's um at the about uh, at the moment he's masters, which is like pretty up there. But he was challenger at some at one point or a few points actually, and that is like top 200 in oh, like wow. uh, our servers at least in North America wow that's that's still something that though. is like it's very impressive that is insane may not be top 200 but now especially but it's it's still like really uh, accomplishing well like I, top 200 but like and it sounds like a lot of people but like when you think of all of the people in North all America who play a league like that's, that's a, a lot. that's a lot you're talking like thousands and thousands and thousands. thousands hundreds of thousands yeah i maybe millions I, I don't know how many i'm a little curious uh well i mean league of legends as a whole has has millions of active players but na north america specifically not sure 
I'm curious, can I see? Well, this is from 20 this is from 2018 and there was yeah, there was over a million people, like a 1 million 200,000 or so. Okay. Uh, then can I see this one? I found another count from 2020. Oh wow, it was even higher in 2020. It was like 1,700,000. Oh wow. In uh, NA. Do I have a number from 2021? Oh, I found one from 2021. It's uh, 1.5 million uh, from 2021. That was based on numbers from like, uh, I don't know, I want to say like May or so. Okay. Um, anywho, just, you know, to give you an idea, top 200 of literally millions yeah. of people, that's, uh, that's pretty good. That's quite an achievement. So, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely go check them out. Uh, skill player, some funny edits by yours truly. Yeah, check it out. Go see B's good work. You've been editing some of the episodes for the yeah, show, too, recently. So, it's it it's quite good. Oh. What am I going to recommend for this week? I know what I'm going to recommend for this week. I'm joking. I had, something pre- I had something prepped for this. Oh. <laughs> no. Um, you know what? I'm actually, I mentioned the, the artist for this briefly last week, but I'm actually going to recommend an, an album called The Unexplained okay. by an artist named Ataraxia. Um, it is very cool. It's an album from 1975. Oh, uh, it's on Spotify though. Um, oh, and it's, what a it is quite cool. Um, it is basically this collection of really weird, but cool kind of uh, like synth tracks that all have this like kind of strange, um, like psych folk influence. Like some tracks almost have like kind of like a very like almost like pagan ritual kind of vibe to it. But okay. it, it's definitely sh- like. It is some shit you could easily like just put on for like a D and D campaign session, like with your buds, and like it, it would set the mood fucking well. Nice. And then actually going back to like that discussion we were having with Zoo last week about like uh, like artist names, because I think that was where I brought up Adaraxi because it sounded really cool. I was reading about it actually uh, some point this week because uh, I was just trying to find out a bit more information about the artist because mm. I was curious because they only had the one album on Spotify and I was interested to learn a bit more about it, but. Um, I wound up learning that ataraxia is actually a, uh, like a real word. It's okay. not just like something that they come up as a cool, like cool sounding group name. Because mm-hmm. you hear that name, and it, especially when you see the cover with the like um, the like mysterious like face in this like sort of like red, almost like a lightning kind of oh, stuff okay, going yeah. on, and uh, it's just with the, the text of, font stuff. Satan, Satan. Satanic. Satanic, that's it. Yeah, maybe to a certain degree. Uh, especially with some of the song titles too, like Tarot, Sorcerer, Deja Vu, <laughs> Astral Projection. There, there's certainly a um, a sort of like occult vibe to the whole thing, but and Adaraxia definitely plays into that uh, into that sort of uh, vibe with the way that that word sounds, but apparently it actually comes from like old Greek philosophy and stuff like that. And it, okay. It's basically something... Um, there, there's a few other philosophies that use it too, but particularly the, uh, the philosophy of Stoicism. Uh, and it's basically meant to refer to like this like serene state of mind where like no internal or external stimuli is like going to shake like the 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 calm sort of uh like inner peace that you have kind of thing like okay um 
<laughs> ironically i guess the the one area where it was like notably used in like real world outside of like where the ancient like greece in terms of like uh like philosophy stuff was actually to refer to like the ideal state of mind of soldiers going into war like going into the battlefield because the idea is that like you know external things like pain or mm. like seeing like violence and stuff like you being in a state of ataraxia like that wouldn't shake you you would, yeah. you would still be able to maintain like really strong emotional control okay so that the idea is that like you would want soldiers to be in that state because if they're witnessing extreme violence yeah. firsthand like you don't want them to be like shaken by that uh because you want them to still be able to stand their ground and fight exactly as horrific in a way as that is um yeah so it, it and i think it plays very well to the the vibe of the album though because a lot of it is very like kind of slow like some of it can be kind of slow meditative like it's mm. it's definitely a more ambient kind of thing but it, it sets a mood and an ambiance in a big fucking way okay um the actually the third track deja vu deja vu sorry is uh notable as well as being used as a theme for the first season of the adventure zone oh. uh podcast which okay. is uh if you haven't listened to that definitely check it out uh, very good show but I don't think I need to tell most people who listen to podcasts check out Adventure Zone. It's it's oh, yeah. made by the the McElroy brothers. Did my brother brother me as their main podcast, but uh, they spun out Adventure Zone from that. It's just them doing like you know tabletop uh, yeah. like podcasts, like campaign plays and stuff like that. And it's it's hilarious. They're brilliant. Um, <laughs> I I'd say go check it out. But if you're listening to podcasts, you probably already know about it. Yeah. But you know what I do know. What do you know? It's the end of the episode. Oh, is it ever? It is. Thanks for coming to check us out this week, folks. Yeah, thanks for coming to check out just the two of us. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't mind doing these these episodes of just the two oh, of no, us. Oh, no, yeah, I don't mind either. It's, it's a chill time, and we, we hope that you're having a chill time here with us. Oh, yeah, we appreciate you guys listening to us, and we also appreciate our boy Zoo, a.k.a. Blackbird Bell. For letting us use his music as our intro and outro music. Our good man. Fuck, while you're we recording this, he posted some heinous fucking shit in the Discord. <laughs> and I hope if you're listening to this right now, Zoo, that you know you fucking, like, you fucked me up mid-episode recording with this. Because he posted off. a fucking tweet that had this image of this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It is. It's a bag of candy corn candy in this image. Okay. Uh, from a brand called Brax that I've never fucking heard of. But do I want you to guess the flavor of this candy corn, bees? Um, it's like a special candy corn. It's like flavored after something. I I honestly don't know. Like potatoes? I don't know. You know what? You're actually not that far off. Okay. So I'll I'll say disclosure disclosure. I like candy corn. I think it's pretty good. A lot of people think it tastes like. It's, I, just I don't fucking wax like it. yeah like it's you know some people don't dig it i can respect that it's fine i you know even i will admit this sounds pretty fucking heinous <laughs> it is <laughs> turkey dinner plus apple pie and coffee all in candy corn all as a candy corn thing look look at this fucking that. look at this shit and it's poured out into like this bowl and it just looks like gnarly yeah that does not look or sound appetizing none of that looks fucking good it looks real bad um so thanks for that zoo as well along <laughs> with the, the the music um blackbird bell check him out spotify soundcloud uh Bandcamp, Bandcamp. twitter 
Uh, I have Twitter, big at Big Be the Wizard. Do art stuff. Come check it out. Also, twitch.tv slash we underscore wanna underscore draw. Have not stream in a bit. Moose and I will get back to it soon. Hey, he's Come check us out. Yeah, it's the whole fucking moose, and he can draw, believe it or not. Somehow. I'm not sure how he holds pencil. <laughs> We're usually doing it over Discord, so I don't see so, yeah, him doing it. it I, I have not seen this moose draw in person. That's pretty good, though. So, yeah, he does good. Like, he's very skilled. Oh, yeah. Well, I, but I just, there's no thumbs, so I don't know how the fuck he manages. But Somehow. I mean, I know there's some people who can do it with the, the like, the... Like the the pencil or whatever, and like their lip, and they can oh, kind of yeah. like do it. <laughs> Maybe that's how he manages it. I don't know. Maybe he just tapes it to the antlers. Was, yeah, and just draws. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But that though, I've been Big B, and I've been Bs, and we hope to see y'all next week on the balcony. Yes. Yeah, see you guys later. Have a good night. See y'all. <laughs>